0: Use promo code SHIPIT and receive a 30% discount on your first three months of your subscription. That's promo code SHIPIT to receive a 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. Back to the show. Hello and welcome to episode number 24 of the Talkie Blues Podcast. I'm Josh and I'm always joined by my two co-hosts, Alex and Peter. We are here today to cover Chelsea's game against against Everton. Sad game against Everton. Uh, First loss since uh, I think like October, right? uh since the Liverpool game. Um yeah, and and it was tough. So we're we're gonna go into that. I know, I just started this episode really sad now. And then we're gonna preview our game against uh Wolves that it's gonna be tomorrow at one PM uh Eastern time and then what is that, six PM UK time. And then we will also mention um who Chelsea will play in the UEFA Champions League first and second leg. We'll mention when those days are and who we're gonna play. So um, look forward to that episode number 24 starts now with the Target Bills podcast. Once again, welcome to this episode of Talking Blues, joined by Alex and Peter today. Um, we're ready. Let's get right into it. So, once again, Chelsea lost this game 1-0 to nil on the Edward mendy penalty. Um, and, uh, yeah, so Mendy did not play that well in net. Uh, gave up another goal once again. I mean, we can't expect clean sheets every game, even though I do. So, that is what it is. I'm going to have to stop that. And um, let's just say I don't expect one on Tuesday. I
1: mean... It's. I wouldn't say he he didn't play badly besides that one error, so I think the only thing he needs to do really is just clean up the sloppy stuff like that. Like he didn't he. I when I'm watching the game, uh, uh, NBC Sports has Tim Howard, obviously a great goalkeeper who's very experienced, and he just thinks he likes Mendy's positioning. He just thinks that he shouldn't. He's kind of he kind of gets caught out. And then and then rushes in instead of just staying tall and staying out there trying to because instead he obviously he went he tried to get to the, win the ball and he didn't get there, but Tim Howard thought that he should have stayed there and just tried to put off the attacker, and so I think that's it's not a he had the right positioning he just needs to work on what he needs to do and I mean besides that he played well he made a made a few saves didn't give up anything besides that and I mean. If he just fixes those things, then he's fine. It's just the stupid stuff. But I mean, I, I I'm still much more confident in him than I would be in Kepa, and especially so. I think he'll be even better. He obviously kept clean sheets before, and he's been keeping clean sheets, so I don't see why he can't get, need to do that. Just get rid of the sloppy errors, and he's fine.
2: Yeah, I tend to agree with you, Peter. I think that some of like he made quite a few decent saves throughout the game. He had good positioning, like you mentioned, just wrong execution um you know Calvert-Lewin got there before him and you know it kind of just happened It, it wasn't exactly like a it wasn't one of those Kepa errors that you go and be like oh my god what is he doing like you could see what he was trying to do he just you know messed it up a little bit but um you know no not a big deal the bigger deal is that we weren't able to break them down going forward and you know we, we seemed like we didn't want it as much as Everton did. And as much as their quality side, they didn't have quite a few players who were out. Um, and I really thought that on that, in that kind of middle of the pitch where Sigurdsson, um, you know, where Decore, where Allen was, they kept winning those balls. And Golo Kante, as much as I thought Kovacic played pretty well, they, he wasn't... They, we, they just kept winning the ball. Obviously, the strongest part of their team, I believe, is that kind of midfield, um, the central mid, midfield role. And I think they just totally outclassed us there um, on Saturday. And going forward, we just kind of couldn't get anything going. Giroux really didn't fit into this game. Timo Werner couldn't really find his first touch. And Mason Mount, you know, did decent defensively, but he really didn't have too much of any spark going forward. I mean, he did a little bit, but it was overall not a great performance, um, and hopefully, you know, something changes this Tuesday against Wolves, and in my lineup predictions, I actually do think there is going to be a slightly, a reasonably drastic change on how we uh, set up going into that game.
0: All right, so now let's go to our player of the match, and we will start out, I or I'll start out, um, I think we all knew who it was, but... I don't know if some people have some different type of ratings, but I'm going to have to go with Rhys James. Um, He was Chelsea's best performer of the game. He was kind of unlucky in the first half. He could have had a goal, um, but Pickford made a nice save. And I think he tipped it actually like onto the post or like just over the post. Um, But he defended defended well and he looked uh, good going up as a forward. And, um, you know, it it was sad that, you know, he wasn't able to to score. I mean, it was... It was so close. But yeah, he had to be Chelsea's best performer in this game. And he's just showing that he really does have the number one prominent role um, in in front of Asby. And I know that's crazy to say. And, you know, Asby is just a great person to have coming off the bench in the games where we need him. And I feel like now it's even showing where we were, you know, saying earlier on where Reese James was starting more of the games that. You know, Aspi can come on in the, in the in the bigger games, right? Like in the games that mean more, maybe like this UEFA Champions League game. But I feel like Reece James is actually now proving and showing that we might actually go with him now for these big games, and we and we've seen it game and game, uh, you know, game after game, I should say. And I think it really showed in this one.
1: Well, yeah, it definitely showed. I mean, he's turning into probably the best player on our team, arguably game in, every single game, game in, game out, he always shows up, always has dangerous balls, and sometimes even has a few really good chances going forward. I mean, obviously, he did hit the post, great save by Pickford. And, I mean, he he's just always dangerous. He's there. He's always there to whip a great ball in, and he's always there to take a shot if he needs to, and he can hit shots. I mean, you saw that he had that amazing goal uh, earlier in the season. And, I mean... He's just def- by far the man of the match. He was one of the only players that actually looked dangerous going forward. One, one of the only people who actually got into the game. And I mean, he just got unlucky that nothing came about all the things he did. He definitely should have been involved in a goal. I mean, all with all those balls in, no goals is kind of sad to see. And obviously hitting the post, he deserved to get something out of this game. And I mean, I, I, I think we might have two Obviously, Mason Mount also uh, hitting the post. But I mean... He just looks dangerous. And I think he, I don't even know if Aspie is going to get much game time anymore, just because Reese James has looked so, so good. And I think he's just the favorite to start almost every game besides when he needs rest.
2: Yeah, I completely agree with you guys. I think Reese James is the most complete right back in the league right now. Um, Just doing a wonderful job. He was definitely my man of the match. You know, people are saying, is he the best right back in the league? Some people say it's wan for Man United. He's good defensively, but not really good going forward. You know, Trent, obviously, really good for Liverpool, but he also has his issues defensively. Um, and I think Rhys James really excels going forward, but I think he's very solid defensively. And he's, I think he is the best right back in the league at this moment. I think he will be in the future as well. Um, I think... You know, he he had some defensive issues to begin with, but I think he's really polished those up, and I think he's really solid now. And like you said, I don't think is getting into the team, at least at that right-back position, um, anytime soon. And, you know, he could be on his way out, obviously a great servant for the club. But, yeah, and, and also Mason Mount, too, giving him an honorable mention. A really hard worker, as usual, won the ball back a couple times. And, you know, gave us a little spark going forward here and there. So that was something we didn't see from pretty much anyone besides him. So uh, good for him. And it, those two definitely had a decent performance. The rest, eh. But, yeah, that, that's my man of the match recap.
0: All right, so we'll go into the stats now. Um, we have Thiago Silva, Reese James, and N'Golo Kante, first of all, getting a yellow card. We have the sub, Billy Yomor, coming on for Mateo Kovacic, and Kai or uh, Tammy Abraham coming on. For Kai Havertz, all right, the stats now. Chelsea controlled possession completely. On the highest percentage of possession in a while, 72-28. to 28. Shots on goal were 10-9. to nine. Chelsea, uh, shots on target were 4-3. to three. Uh, Everton, fouls 11-10. Chelsea yellow cards, like I said, 3 for Chelsea, 2 for Everton. No red cards in this one. All sides, 4-1 Everton. Corner kick, 6-6. Six, six. Um, between teams, save 3-3 three, three between teams. And that will do it for the Stats. Once again, 1-0 loss for Chelsea in this game. We'll move on to some brighter news here on the podcast. We now have an opponent going to the first and second leg here of this last, last 16 in the Champions League. It's going to be against Atletico Madrid. The first leg is going to be on February 23rd of 2021. And the second leg will be on March the 17th, which is a Wednesday. Of 2021. I'm sure you guys will have, you know, some things to get to. So, uh, Alex, I'll have you start off.
2: Yeah, um, this is definitely going to be a difficult match. It's not the easiest opponent we could have gotten. Um, Obviously, Atletico Madrid have always been very good in the Champions League. Um, Diego Simeone, great manager there for Atletico Madrid. Return of Diego Costa, that'll be exciting to see. They're a big physical team. Luis Suarez obviously going there now. So they're they're going to be a tough competition. They're solid defensively. They're tied right now in La Liga for first place with Real Sociedad. Um, And they've been on fire too there. So, you know, there's definitely stuff to watch out with them. They've got a lot of quality players. And I don't think this is a pushover team at all. And I think, you know, they came second in the group really only against the best team in you know Europe right now in Bayern Munich, so I, I don't think they're really uh, a struggling team. And if you look at the other draws, if we could have gotten someone uh, like Lazio, if we could have gotten someone like uh, maybe a Le- uh, a Leipzig, um, oh we-, we couldn't have gotten them. Even even a Barcelona, I actually would have rather faced Barcelona to be honest than a Atletico Madrid based on their current form. And there's a lot of teams, Atalanta would have been a better draw. So there's some better draws that we could have gotten. Um, so not ideal, but it's also not the worst. We could have come up, um, you know, against some better opponents. But definitely not an easy draw for Chelsea, and that's going to be a really tough game um, that we're going to have to worry about coming up.
1: Uh, I believe on the contrary that this is actually the, uh, the worst team we could have faced. Because they've been playing very well, and kind of like what you said, they only got second in the group to Bayern, which I mean is obviously you don't expect to win a group with Bayern. And I mean, if you're looking at some of the other teams, the other teams we could have played, it's pretty clear that we got very, we got, we got unlucky. I mean, really, who else would we really have gotten? There's no one that, that that's. Better than them, in my opinion. The only one close is Barcelona, and I mean, even then, Barcelona Barcelona's kind of struggling right now. And I would rather play them than uh, Madrid, who I I believe are first in La So, I mean, it's kind of unlucky that we have to that we have to go up against them. But I mean, you. you you, sometimes we got lucky in the group draw, and sometimes we just have to win. It's going to be a tough game, and we have to win. Uh, but in my opinion, if we don't have Z H back fit, I don't think we're going to win this game because we need someone like him to break down a really defensive team like Atletico Madrid.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it is going to be a tough opponent. Um, La, you know They're pretty good. Uh, La Liga-wise, they are second, but they are in points with Real Sociedad, so... Um, they both have 26 points, but, um, yeah, so they're tied for first in that. And, um, yeah, I really have nothing else to say on it. Cause you know, we'll, we'll preview this more in February when the game's coming up and, um, hopefully all of our players are fully fit by then. We all should be good. Uh, I think the game we should worry about a little bit more, which we'll get to right now is going to be the game once again, tomorrow against Wolverhampton Wanderers. Um, that's going to be tomorrow at 1 PM. And it's going to be at 6 p.m. Um, um, in the U.K. time. Sorry for all you British viewers. Chelsea, once again, is in 5th place with 22 points. And then Wolves is in 13th place with 17 points. They're also tied with Newcastle United and Crystal Palace. Um, Alex, I'll start with you. What do you think about this game? Um, oh, and sorry, one more other thing. Uh, we have Christian Pulisic. Who we know is going to be back in the squad starting lineup. We don't know that yet, but Frank did uh, say that he will be back. So we'll see what happened. What we have in our lineup previews.
2: Yeah. So looking at this game, when you're looking at Wolves recently, not the best results. Their most recent result was a loss to Aston Villa this weekend. Um, they got a red card in that game actually. So they're going to be missing whoever they lost. It's going to be Douglas Louise. So that'll be hopefully an advantage for us. Um, if you go back there. To their previous results, Southampton draw, um, Liverpool lost 4-0. They beat Arsenal. Well, that's not really impressive after what we saw um, yesterday against Burnley. They're in total shambles. It makes me very happy. Um, Leicester, they lost to, But, you know, they're they're a decent team, I believe. If you look at the standings, they are in 13th place with 17 points. Um, so they're, they're on a decent run. They lost their past two games. They've won... They've won one, drawn one, and lost three in their past five. So not on great form, but then again, we also just lost a game. So can't really say anything. And yeah, so they're they're a solid team. They've got a lot of talent, um, basically the half of the Portuguese national team. So it's, uh, it's going to be a tough game. They've got a good manager and they've got a good squad. So it's going to be tough, um, a tough game, even though maybe on paper, it looks like they're a little bit lower in the table, but they're definitely a quality side.
0: All right, so we'll have Peter start with the uh, the lineup, which we'll get to now. The lineup, um, 4-3-3 for me. I think Alex actually has a different formation, so he can get to that when he's up. But uh, Peter, who do you have um, at your... We'll start out with center backs, um, and I guess... I don't know if you have a 4-3-3 or not. You'll let me know.
1: Yeah, I have a 4-3-3. It's been working pretty well. Yeah, we had a bad game, but I don't think it really warrants changing the entire formation just because of one bad game, so... 433 three, obviously Mendy and Go and then I I was debating when making this whether Frank is going to rest his players or keep with the same lineup and I pretty much decided on keeping a similar lineup because I think he wants them to bounce back and gain some confidence after that bad showing so at center backs I'm going to have Thiago Silva and Kirizuma
2: Yeah so I'm going to be going with a 3 a 343 three slash like 3 Four, two, one, kind of thing. Um, basically, I think there does need to be a change. Yes, there was one bad game, Krasadar, I'm not going to count because you know we had a lot of different players there. But then again, against Leeds, besides scoring those late goals, yes, we were able to come back. But I, I still felt that we were a little bit off against them as well. So um, I, I'm going to go three five two. I feel it, or three four three. Sorry. Um, I feel like I don't know experiment see what's going on I think that could be a strong formation because you'll see who I slot back in in that third center back role and I think it gives us some extra security defensively and also I think it even helps us going forward um, and gives our fullbacks a little bit more freedom and so I guess with that going to my center backs um, obviously three there in my central defense I'm gonna go with I think Tiago Silva and Kurt Zuma are starting again against Wolves. Um, and then I'm going to go with Cesar uh at that right center back role. And I think he fits there really nicely. And then I think he gives Bruce James that security to get even more forward than he usually does. And I really like that idea. And getting the width uh, more from him, considering we don't really have a lot of, uh, you know, with Ziyech out, we don't have a lot of options out wide. Maybe we use more of our fullbacks going forward. Um, more than we even have when we're at four
0: in the back. Um, just some breaking news, actually, that I'm getting while we're recording the podcast right now. And I don't know how... Yeah, so it is breaking news. Um, not so much with the Chelsea players itself, but apparently um, London is actually moving to the highest tier of code restrictions, something that we actually really haven't seen in the US, um, which now means that all the teams in London, I think, that are um, that have brought back fans including Chelsea, will not be having fans now um, as they move forward with COVID restrictions in London. So that's our little update with that. Um, You know, kind of upsetting because we were able to have them of late, of recently, um, and that will stop for a little bit. So that's some, you know, upsetting news. They're not allowed to attend games for now as London is in the highest of their COVID restrictions. Um, Yeah. All right repeated that too many times now goalkeeper is going to be edward mendy and then my center backs are going to be kurt zuma and tiago silva i'll just go on to uh you know my right back and left back it's going to be reese james and then Chilwell. i think that's pretty obvious and i'm going with the 4-3-3 i think that's also pretty obvious
1: yeah, Reese James, Ben Chilwell. They're most likely gonna be left back and right back every game, besides any injuries or any rest. Which I mean, it could happen. This game, there could Frank could want to rest his players, so it could be P and Emerson out there. But I think it's gonna be Reese James and Ben Chilwell.
2: Yeah. So for my wing backs, so I'm gonna go Reese James, Ben Chilwell. I felt last game that Ben Chilwell was kind of stuck to do more defensive duties and I think he'll be a bigger threat going forward and so that's why I'm kind of going with this formation yeah they're going to be solid we have a long break um 6 days before the next game obviously against West Ham that's next Monday um so we we want to we I think we don't need to rest all our players in that situation no Champions League midweek or anything like that or any cup games so yeah I'm going to go with them and I think they'll be solid um they're at wing backs and in the center of midfield for my two midfielders. I'm gonna go N'Golo Conte and Mateo Kovacic. Um I think Kovacic starts again actually mid mid mid-change right now. I'm gonna go Conte and Jorginho um in there. I think Jorginho brings in something that um some something that other people don't in our lineup and I think with Ziek out he really Um, could help spreading the ball around, especially going forward. So I'm going to go Conte and Jorginho. Um, I I like that better. I'm going to go with that mid-change right there.
0: All right. Well, I'll just go with my normal, no-change midfielders. Three midfielders are going to be N'Golo, Conte, Mateo. Nope, not Mateo, Kovacic. I guess I did do a mid-change. Wow. Uh, Jorginho, and then Mason Mount, my three midfielders.
1: For me, I think it's going to be N'Golo, Conte, and definitely Mateo Kovacic, and then I'm not sure if it's going to be either Jorginho or Mason Mount, so obviously that would mean Jorginho then at the at a holding and Kovacic more attacking, or Kovacic is more holding and Mason Mount is the attacking. And I think Mason Mount put in a lot of work on Saturday, so he might be a bit tired, so I think he might get a rest there, and then we'll have... I think I'll go with Jorginho in there with Conte, and then Kovacic playing more of an attacking
0: midfielding role. All right, so let's go to uh, my three attacking players. We're going to have Olivier Giroud starting at striker, Timo Werner on the right side, and then Kai Havertz starting on the left side. I do not have Pulisic in my starting lineup. I think he'll come in as a substitution, most likely for Kai Havertz around the 70th minute. That would be my guess. I'm not like Alex where I guess the goal scorers, i guess the substitution minute. So we'll go 72nd minute, Kai Havertz and Christian Pulisic sub.
2: So for my front three, I'm going to go Mason Mount on the left, Christian Pulisic on the right, and Timo Werner going through the middle. I think we need to get him some confidence going through the middle. Hopefully he can score a goal or two. I think Olivier Giroud, Wolves are not a sit-back I mean, they will most likely sit back and defend a little bit against us, but they're not uh, a sit-back and kind of absorb the pressure to kind of team. And I think they're going to try to come at us, um, especially after we've lost uh, against Everton. They're going to see a little bit of weakness there. So I think seeing some pace that we can get in behind them, I don't think they're going to be sitting so deep. And I think Timo Werner might be a little bit more efficient up there with some more pacey players. And Olivier Giroud maybe gets a little rest um and he's been playing a lot recently and also I didn't really think he did anything special um against Everton and obviously Tammy Abraham's not been doing much either so why not stick Timo Werner up front
1: uh, I actually agree with Alex I'm gonna have Timo Werner up front too which I think he's been playing out on the wing. So I think it's gonna be good to move him back in the middle and see how he does there obviously kind of just repeating what you said but Drew and Abraham haven't been doing much haven't been playing that well Werner's done okay from the wings. He had a few great spots uh, uh, against Everton. But I mean, I feel like he's going to perform better better in the middle. So I'm going to have him there. And then uh, out wide, I think Kai Havertz will start on the right. And hopefully he can perform better because he played really, 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 really bad uh, against Everton. And I hopefully get some confidence back, maybe score a goal, get some assists, make a few nice passes. But And then on the left, I think Tino Andrin is going to get a start in the Premier League this time. Uh, He looked pretty dangerous when he played against Krasnodar in the Champions League. And I think it's going to be good to actually have someone who is uh, playing, who plays more as a winger. I mean, he's pretty much the closest thing we have to a winner besides Christian Pulisic. But I don't think Frank's going to want to start him, start Pulisic and risk him. So I think Tino Andrin will get another start and hopefully continue the good form he had against Krasnodar.
2: All right, so that's our lineups for tomorrow's game uh, when this episode comes out, Tuesday, against Wolves. Going to our score predictions now. Of course, I do my special score prediction where I predict who's going to score. Um, so I'm going to go 3-1 Chelsea. I think there's going to be a better performance. I think a goal, from, hmm, a goal from Timo Werner. I think he gets back on track, and I think that um, maybe – Two goals for Timo Werner. I'm going to go two goals for Timo Werner and 3-1 Chelsea. There we go. That's my prediction.
1: For me, I think Mendy gets another clean sheet here, bounces back after after giving up that penalty. I think we win 2-0, especially since Wolves are without their best striker and Raul Jimenez.
0: 2-1 final. I'm not, I'm not doing it. I'm not having Eduard Mendy do another clean sheet. Goes gets thrown in my face of recently, so that's not happening. Um, all right, so I think that's it. That's going to be it for our recap and preview episode. Uh, it was a lot to cover in this one, but we got it all done. Um, hopefully, we will have an episode later in the week to... I don't know if we're going to preview the next game. Yeah, we'll probably recap this one and then preview the next game for Chelsea next week. Um, so look forward to that. Wherever you're listening, please subscribe, drop a five-star rating, and review an Apple Podcasts. Um, go follow us on Twitter at talking blues pod. And then also while you're on Twitter, go follow the giant take, which is a New York giants podcast that Alex and I do. So that would be perfect if you could do that. And then, um, yeah, happy holidays to anyone who's celebrating right now, you know, holidays are coming up too. So it's a happy December to watch some football. It's a happy December, um, due to all the holidays happening right now. So once again, happy holidays, keep on listening to the talking blues podcast. We really appreciate it. And we will see you next time for another recap slash preview.